And I find that quite disturbing, uh, that China would have such an influence over the political parties uh, that they would stand back from uh, a friendship with another country that could only bring benefits. Hello and welcome to Perspectives with Nilo, a regular podcast that brings you news and views from around the world with an Irish perspective. If this is your first time checking out our podcast, you might also enjoy some of our past episodes, which are all listed on our blog at pwnilo.com. In this episode, I'm chatting with John McGuinness, Fianna Fáil TD for Carlo Kilkenny. He was first elected to the Dáil in 1997. He was appointed Minister of State with responsibility for trade and commerce in 2007 and has also served as Chair of the Public Accounts Committee. He is currently Chairman of the Finance Committee. He also chairs the Ireland-Taiwan Parliamentary Friendship Association and I began our interview by asking him about the aim of this association. Yeah, the group is made up of uh, senators and TDs um, and we come together to promote the interests of the relationship between Taiwan and Ireland. So we are part of a, a parliamentary society, if you like, uh, that engages with other parliamentarians from other jurisdictions. Uh, and we're also part of the Formosa Group, which is the European representative body of all parliamentarians that are interested in uh, engaging with Taiwan on both a political, uh, social and indeed on, on a, a business level. And uh, why do you think Ireland should be building official connections with Taiwan? Uh, all other countries in Europe that have uh, a keen interest in expanding their trade with the world and particularly with the Asian markets have a presence in Taiwan. Uh, Ireland did have an office, a representative office there uh, for some time. Uh, but in the downturn, that was closed. Uh, I'd like to see that off office reopen. But to go back to the European presence there, France, Germany and all of the other major countries uh, have, have a presence. Uh, they have uh, a high level engagement with officials and indeed with the president. Uh, and they also promote the interests of Taiwan as a country uh, and trade. So for Ireland to play its part uh, on the world mar in the world markets and indeed using Taiwan uh, as a gateway to Asia, it needs to have a footprint in Taiwan, a very strong, positive footprint. It can do that with the other member states. I know there are some other things as well in terms of like uh, country to country or country to regional relationships like um, like a taxation agreement, uh, like, as I said, a trade office. Uh, even, I think, for, for Irish people who would like to visit Taiwan, if they go to the DFA, the Department of Foreign Affairs website, there doesn't seem to be a lot of information. So what about these rudimentary uh, or fundamental things? Uh, is that something that the group, uh, the Taiwan Ireland Friendship Group, are, are pursuing? Yeah, well, for me uh, and the group, uh, it's a question of um, recognizing uh, Taiwan. Uh, and the fact that we trade with Taiwan, the fact that there is an Irish diaspora there in Taiwan. There's a GAA club in Taiwan nowadays. They recognize St. Patrick's Day. It's the same as any other country in the world uh, in terms of their operations, how they do, do, do business, uh, and what they celebrate in terms of their country, in terms of our country and Patrick's Day and so on. 
So they're playing their part on the world stage. And I believe that we should engage at a much deeper level with Taiwan. Uh, it is a fact that we had an office there that had closed and, that, and in spite of all our efforts, it still has not reopened. Uh, and that's very disappointing. It's also a fact that the general government policy is to acknowledge the one China policy. Uh, and they fail to understand that we're not questioning the one China policy, neither is Taiwan. We're simply establishing a proper country to country relationship. Uh, and, you know, you, you get very limited information on the government websites, and that should not be the case. As a government, as a country, we have a responsibility to look after our own diaspora. We have a responsibility to uh, develop trade links with other countries. And Taiwan is a co country of 24 million people uh, with huge trade uh, opportunities there for us and for Europe. Uh, so, you know, it's disappointing that the, I suppose, the institutionalized view of the one China policy uh, remains intact in Ireland. Uh, without any effort being made to explore the possibilities of looking beyond it. I was struck by your speech at the Taiwan National Day celebration in Dublin uh, back in October. One of the things you said in, in your speech was that uh, representatives should maybe speak out more and be less shy when it comes to supporting Taiwan. Um, so, you know, I mean, apart from the things that you've already said, why, why do you think it's important for Irish politicians to speak out, uh, number one? And number two, do you think some, some, some are reluctant or just uncomfortable? Or, and why? Well, in my earlier years as chairman of the group, um, people were reluctant to speak about Taiwan, were reluctant to even uh, engage uh, in a conversation about the One China policy and what it actually means. Mm -hmm. uh, and they were also reluctant to promote Taiwan. Uh, I know that the Kaumkola, the current uh, doll, <coughs> frowns upon our travel to Taiwan uh, and has asked us on numerous occasions to observe the One China policy and the links that we have with China. Uh, previously, the Minister for Justice uh, in another government um, suggested that we should not travel at all to Taiwan. Mm. Um, and, and that's failing to understand the politics of Taiwan and indeed the engagement that it wants with the rest of the world. And it also shows an ignorance of the One China policy and Taiwan's approach to it. Um, so we, as a group, strengthened our resolve over the years to openly speak about Taiwan, to openly ask about the double taxation agreement, for example, uh, which you know is in mid-air at the moment, uh, the content of which is agreed. Uh, we use a template from the UK government uh, to get over the obstacles of you know observing China and making sure that it was about Taiwan and trade and so on. Um, and that still has not been uh, resolved. Uh, and why why do you sorry for interrupting you why do you think that's uh, that's in midair i mean I, I saw you on record asking pascal who minister pascal who uh, in the doll back in june about this you you brought it up when taxation was on, on, under discussion but that's that's 6 months ago it's still in midair i mean it seems like a long time well yeah, look back further than that, um, and the hypocrisy of the Irish government's position uh, is shown up in that when you're in opposition, numerous members of the of the Dáil will travel to Taiwan, 
supporting Taiwan in every way possible. But when those same individuals go into government, they turn a blind eye to Taiwan. So we're either supporting Taiwan or we're not. We're either developing links economically, socially, educationally, etc. with Taiwan or we're not. My belief is that we should be doing just that. The reason why the taxation agreement has never been concluded is because going back to Michael Noonan's time when he was Minister for Finance, uh, John Perry was chairman of the group, I was just a member, uh, and commitment was given to have a double taxation agreement. Huge amount of work went into it with various um, officials from Taiwan and the Irish office uh, and our group with various ministers for finance, but it has never been concluded. Uh, and the reason for that is because of the institutionalized view of the one China policy and also, you know, the, the, the stubborn narrative that's there that it's wrong to go to Taiwan. Uh, and I've asked people to speak out to answer your question. I've asked members of the group, members of parliament, not to be shy about Taiwan, to speak out and support Taiwan. Because the, the ignorance of, of the view being held by some has to be challenged. Uh, and it's only by challenging that view that we're going to inform the general public of Ireland that it is not wrong to support the likes of Taiwan. Do you, do you think that the that attitude is softening any bit recently uh, with the war in Ukraine? Many Irish politicians have no problem at all in speaking out in support of Ukraine, in speaking out uh, in support of Palestine and, and other areas in the world under conflict. Um, and I suppose my question really is, um, you know, it, it's become very apparent who Russia's allies are uh, as this war has persisted. Has this softened any any politicians' attitudes towards Taiwan and towards authoritarianism in, in Ireland? Uh, I don't think it has. Um, I think that it's, it still remains um, the case that very few speak about Taiwan. Uh, in fact, um, I haven't heard an Irish politician, uh, member of government, speak against the flyovers that are undertaken uh, by China over Taiwan, or indeed the issue of the straits between Taiwan and China uh, and what goes on there uh, and the fact that China goes into the waters of Taiwan beyond their own territory uh, and refuse to acknowledge it. Now, if we're standing for um, democracy, well, then you, you, you stand for Taiwan because Taiwan um, is a democracy. Uh, and if you visit there, you will see the huge difference between the lifestyle and the rights of those that live in Taiwan and those that live by comparison to those that live in mainland China. Um, and there's a complete openness there. Uh, I, I, in my visits, have attended many uh, high-level meetings with ministers, with, with officials from Taiwan and so on. Uh, and we have never allowed the situation with China get in our way of discussing economics, education uh, and social matters. And indeed, again, to go back to Irish people that live in Taiwan, they have a right to a connection and we represent them when we go there. 
And and to go back there to your to your the point you made, which is a very interesting point. Uh, in fact, the ongoing aggression by the Chinese government, uh, the PRC, against Taiwan this year, as you mentioned, there have been uh, many many incursions into uh, Taiwan's air defense identification zone. I think a record number. Uh, in fact, in the last number of weeks, there was like uh, over seventy in, in twenty four hours uh, total this year of over fifteen hundred. I mean, warplane incursions as well. As, as naval incursions and on top of it you know lots and lots of cyber attacks and lots of attempts by by the Chinese Communist Party to block Taiwan's diplomatic efforts and further isolate the island it's hard to understand why this aggressive behavior is not condemned by many Western governments like Ireland uh, it is and I think that America in recent times um, their their the visit by Nancy Pelosi and and other high-level um, politicians from America um, that, that, in my opinion, uh, was a good exercise in terms of supporting democracy. Uh, I would like to see Ireland do the same thing. Um, if uh, Ireland is, you know, uh, afraid uh, to speak out or afraid to support Taiwan, perhaps they might do it through the uh, European Union, <clears throat> because the European Union. Uh, on the other side, um, promotes all sorts of trade and activities uh, with Taiwan. Uh, so there's plenty of scope um, to be represented in that group uh, and to stand for democracy and to stand with Taiwan. And by doing that, you're standing against the um, authority, if you like, of China uh, and the policy that they have. Uh, it's interesting when you go to Taiwan to see the, the number of Chinese uh, citizens that will travel to Taiwan uh, to explore their history, to explore the, the whole uh, attitude of the Taiwanese people. Um, so they're, if you like, ignoring <coughs> the position uh, of, or the political position of China, uh, and they are looking beyond <coughs> the One China policy and engaging with Taiwan uh, in a normal uh, touristic way. You mentioned the EU there, and um, I guess understandably a small country like Ireland may often stand in the shade of the EU when it comes to these sensitive international issues. But uh, again, like you mentioned in Taiwan, there's an EU trade office there. I think something like 17 other EU members have a presence in, in that trade office. And um, Ireland doesn't seem to have anything there. Uh, and uh, the, the other thing I would mention in, in, in relation to that is that I think um, around the time of the Nancy Pelosi visit back in, in August, um, the high representative vice president, Joseph Borrell, um, he said at that time, he said, let me be clear on this. The one China policy does not prevent us, the European Union, from persisting and intensifying our cooperation with Taiwan, nor from expressing our concerns at the rising tensions. In other words, he's, he's saying we should continue, Europe should continue to engage with Taiwan. Yet Ireland seems to be the outlier in all of this, which is very hard to understand. Is, can you shed any light on that for us? It is because the Department of Foreign Affairs holds fast to the, the One China policy uh, and it refuses uh, to engage beyond that. Uh, e even to understand what's going on uh, from Europe to Taiwan, the presence of those 17, 18 countries from Europe um, in engaged in everything in Taiwan. Uh, and yet Ireland has this uh, you know, outdated view of the One China policy, and all it has to do, if if, if it has concerns, is is to uh, 
march at the same pace with the other European countries that are engaged in Taiwan. Be present in the European office. Open up the trade links. Complete the taxation agreement. Strengthen our ties with the, with the diaspora in, in Taiwan. And encourage links between Taiwan and Ireland. We have a, a, a good number of students now that will go beyond England and come to Ireland from Taiwan. Uh, experiencing all of what you know students experience when when they come in terms of education and so on and culture and that i hope in the future uh, will be the basis for strengthening a broader link with taiwan and give a greater understanding to irish people and perhaps senior irish politicians uh, as to what they should be doing to move with the times it also seems that um uh, as, as you mentioned earlier there are quite, uh, on the one hand, there are great advocates for supporting Taiwan like yourself, but there are others who have uh, the very opposite viewpoint. And, and, and as you mentioned earlier, um, some of these opposing viewpoints are in the same party, in the same government party. Um, and, you know, I, I'm just kind of wondering, uh, can, can you shed any light on how like, parties, you know, like your own party, uh, deals with that or is it just so far down the list of issues that it never really gets discussion or and it there's no attempt to kind of form a, a kind of um, a party opinion or a position on this on this topic uh, well the the various parties in the doll will hold the position that uh, they will observe the one china policy and that is stated in order to block any discussion and to make it appear as if the one China policy is something very mysterious indeed that can't be challenged. Uh, now, it's also interesting to note, as I said earlier, that politicians, when they're in opposition, will travel to Taiwan and support Taiwan. But those very same politicians who get into government, they then turn and uphold the one China policy without question. Uh, and that's the hypocrisy of the policy being pursued. So party leaders are the same. You know, our party was asked to lead a delegation uh, to Taiwan uh, under the leadership of the leader of, of the party. Uh, and that was never acted upon. And I find that, you know, quite disturbing uh, that China would have such an influence over the political parties uh, that they would stand back from uh, a friendship with another country that could only bring benefits. Uh, it also shows the small-mindedness of um, politicians uh, in that they don't explore more openly the position that Europe has with Taiwan and engage with Europe if they need that cover. But I think we should be brave enough to stand on our own, brave enough to understand our own history, having a, 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 a neighbouring island bully us uh, and indeed, you know, be part of our country uh, for far too long. Uh, at least we've grown up to that. And we should use the same approach in terms of growing up with Taiwan uh, and ensuring that we don't question the policy, but we're here to engage on every single level after that with the Taiwanese government. I think it's a it's a good point again to maybe come back to the the EU relationship. Um, and re recently, there was a conference hosted by the uh, the German Green Party, the Berlin Taiwan Conference, 
Um, and there was quite a bit of uh, discussions there on what the impact to the EU would be if there were a potential conflict in the Taiwan Strait. And there seems to be a lot more awareness in Europe, especially after the Russian invasion of Ukraine, on this type of scenario, and I think treating it more seriously. Do you think the Irish government is as concerned as other EU countries about a potential conflict in, in the Taiwan Strait? Um, they, they may be concerned. I'm sure that they are as Democrats. I hope that they are. Um, but the question is, what do they intend to do about their friendship beyond, you know, yeah. beyond the one China policy? What will they actually do to support Taiwan uh, and my firm belief is that uh, you know we need to push the Irish government to act with Europe um, and, and be part of uh, their progress with Taiwan. That is the only way we can do it. The, 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 the members of the Irish Senate and, and all are not here to challenge uh, China and China's authority. Uh, they're not here to challenge the opinion as being expressed by China. Mm -hmm. But what we are here for is democracy. We are here to support other countries and include Taiwan in everything that we do on a world stage. For example, how much could Taiwan offer in relation to the World Health Organization in terms of its knowledge, its expertise, uh, its, its, its own um, analysis of what's going on in the world today. I believe it would be huge uh, because they devote uh, a, um, a big amount of funding towards uh, the, you know, the, the, the whole health area. They have a great primary health care system. Uh, they're known on a waiting list out there. Uh, and you can get your, your, your medical issues attended to pretty much uh, immediately. 24 million people. How would we benefit from listening to what they have to say in relation to our 5 million people in Ireland? The same can be said of education. Ireland claims to have a well-educated workforce. Well, I would say that that is strongly challenged by Taiwan. I have seen young men and women speak four and five different languages in business classes in the universities in Taiwan. I have seen them engage with economies throughout the world in terms of their understanding of what's going on. They've gone beyond the political um, outdated policy of one China policy and they're making their contribution to the world. I believe that, you know, I've given the example of, of the World Health Organization uh, the World Trade Organization is another. How can, can the world benefit from the likes of Taiwan coming to the table as part of the organization? I believe the answer to that is immensely, immensely, because they're a hugely interesting uh, people. Uh, they, they constantly strive towards excellence and they constantly strive towards new developments in the areas of farm and healthcare and so on. So, you know, we, we do need to look at the modern version of our approach uh, to Taiwan. Uh, many of the things that, that you alluded to there, uh, you know, Taiwan is very proficient at, but uh, when it comes to semiconductor production, uh, TSMC, Taiwan Semiconductor Manufacturing Company, um, make over 90% of the world's high-end semiconductors and over 60% of just general semiconductor supply. Um, 
And uh, recently, the, the Nikki Asia News website has reported that TSMC are in talks with uh, key suppliers to set up its first European plant in Dresden in, in Germany. And uh, it's also reported that the TSMC team will come to Germany uh, for talks with the government and, and local suppliers at the beginning of 2023. Um, in, in Ireland, we already have a, a fairly vibrant uh, semiconductor ecosystem with Intel analog devices and so on. Do you think Ireland is missing out on these kind of opportunities with Taiwan, uh, especially given that we don't have a trade office there? It's very difficult for co companies there to engage or, or make those links with us. But um, in, in this case of TSMC uh, and this huge uh, opportunity for jobs and, and, uh, and a key industry uh, for the world, you know, why, why is Ireland not uh, looking at the big picture? Uh, well, again, we should be looking at the big picture. And the fact is that Taiwan does play a major role in terms of the production of, of semiconductors and, and the research uh, into the next generation of, of semiconductors. Uh, and likewise, when you begin to export that to Europe, there's a possibility of factories and jobs and so on and playing our part in the next generation of information technology um, gadgets and, and, and stuff like that. Um, but again, you know, you, you're, you're back to the same answer, which is uh, Ireland being blinded by um, a, a big country like China uh, and also, you know, referring, it's, uh, referring to the trade that we do with China. Well, I've looked at the trade with Taiwan and I've looked at the uh, cross-strait protocols in terms of the export from Taiwan to, to China. Uh, and there are lots of guarantees between Taiwan and China, lots of guarantees uh, around intellectual property. So it's easier for a business to set up in Taiwan and to use the existing protocols and regulations and agreements to export to China, but also to export to the broader Asian markets. And you're doing so from a safe base uh, in Taiwan. Uh, you're not going to wake up the next morning with a similar factory open up beside yours, as might happen to you if you were in China, or you're not going to wake up to a threat in terms of your own intellectual property, uh, which can happen in, in China. So we, we need to look at what can be provided by Taiwan uh, in terms of trade. And we need to explore that and exploit that in the interests of both countries, Ireland and uh, uh, Taiwan. Because there is a huge opportunity, not just with trade with Taiwan, but as I said, beyond in, into, into Asia. But Taiwan has so much to offer in LED lighting, for example, is another area of their expertise. In education, where they've gone beyond the norm in how they educate their, their, um, their young people out there. How they live around in what we would call industrial estates or business parks. The quality of life that they have. Uh, the use of robots. Uh, so, you know, we are failing to grasp the economic yeah. benefits of Taiwan uh, and we're failing because we're holding on to a policy that is outdated, archaic, not, not observed by other countries uh, or not, not holding other countries back. Um, it's hard to go to Taiwan and engage with business people in the European office or elsewhere knowing that other European countries that are competing against Ireland for exports and, and, and so on are there taking advantage of all of what a country of 24 million people, a gateway to a further Asian market, can offer.
uh, and we need to wake up. And Ireland's current trade with Taiwan is, is about the 1 billion euro a year mark. Is that, is that correct? It's around 1 billion euro a year, but like that could be far, far more than that um, because the, the, you know, the changes that are taking place in world trade, um, even in agri-food, agri-science, all of that uh, is huge. Uh, and we're not there represented in the country where most of the change is taking place. Um, it's interesting to look at, you know, from a health perspective, where China is, you know, coming out of lockdown now, uh, although it's, it's the, the, their policy of, you know, localised closures of factories and communities and, and, and indeed regions uh, has to be questioned. And yet in Taiwan, um, it, it, it's, it's open for business. Uh, there's something to be learned there there's something that we need to know there uh, and you know when as trade minister uh, I visit many countries um, between 2007 and 9 and, and I have to say that Irish companies are represented all over the globe in terms of their input into all sorts of business into all sorts of products uh, and they've shown innovation and uh, sustainability in terms of the marketplace itself um, and, I, and I believe that you know those that are in Taiwan trading can offer so much direction and help to Irish companies to access that market uh, and we need the political support from the government uh, to ensure that there's, there's growth and sustainability in every step that we take. And, and given your experience as a member of the Dáil, uh, what, what do you think the chances are for a positive change in Ireland's relationship with Taiwan in this coming year? Um, I, I, th I think it's like every other year. It, it, it's, it's very, very gradual and very, very slow. Um, and that is because, you know, the, the, the mainstay of a government uh, in terms of the, our trade abroad, our activities with other countries abroad, is the Department of, of um, Foreign Affairs. And that's not likely to change, given my understanding of that department. Uh, it's very... Um, it's very locked down in, in, in terms of, of China. Um, and the, the political um, authority in the country, uh, seem, regardless of who's in, in, in government, uh, seems to blindly support um, China and its condemnation of any of us traveling to Taiwan, uh, which is a pity. Beyond the politics of this, um, when you go to Taiwan, and people need to know this, it is a vast um, country. It, is, it offers a huge welcome. Uh, all of its services, uh, frontline services in terms of, you could take health as, as the big example, are just state of the art. We, we would envy you yeah. know, to have them here. Um, and the, the, the people that are there, they certainly give you um, a, a big welcome uh, but there is so much of interest in terms of the history the museums the past the present and where Taiwan is going uh, and the fascination that I share with what will tomorrow look like and when you look at tomorrow and try to dream of what it might look like Taiwan is there at the center in terms of innovation speed of delivery um, the, the courtesy that's extended to everyone that will travel there and the beauty of the country and we, we should not fail to you know, describe that as being a positive uh, and we should be bold in our support of Taiwan and anxious through the European Union to do better, to do more That's John McGuinness, Fianna Fáil TD for Carlo Kilkenny 
and Chairman of the Ireland-Taiwan Parliamentary Friendship Association. My thanks to John for taking time out of his busy schedule to talk to us recently. According to the World Trade Organization, Taiwan was the 15th largest exporter and 18th largest importer of merchandise in 2020. The CSO says that Ireland's exports to Taiwan in 2021 were comparable in value to exports to Brazil and Austria, and Ireland exported more goods to Taiwan than to many other countries, including, for example, Hungary or Finland. Ireland has both an Enterprise Ireland office and an embassy in Budapest, Hungary, an embassy in Helsinki, Finland, and also in Vienna, Austria, as well as an IDA trade office and embassy in Sao Paulo, Brazil. As you heard in the interview, Ireland has no official trade office in Taiwan. The Irish government says it provides support remotely from offices in Hong Kong and Singapore, a topic we will no doubt return to in the near future. In the meantime, if you'd like to find out more on this and other related stories, please check out our blog site at pwnilo.com. That's p-w-n-e-i-l-o.com. You can also follow us on Spotify, iTunes, Instagram, and Twitter. Well, that's it for the moment. Until the next time, thank you for listening. Slánix Banacht. Mm-hmm.